Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guys Show. Today I'm going to continue my talk with Mike Willard of Your Pool Builder in Texas regarding another aspect of having a pool built. We're going to talk about the pool surface choice. We're also going to talk about the equipment for your new pool. So we're going to spend some time to go into detail on these two subjects in this particular episode. If you missed part one, you can pull that one up and listen to that podcast. In part one, we talk about the bidding process and the overall construction process of having a new pool constructed and installed in your backyard. And this week's podcast is brought to you by InyoPools.com. InyoPools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts since 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. This podcast is also brought to you by Riptide Pool Vacuum Systems. The Riptide is a great way to get large leaf debris off the bottom of a pool very rapidly. If you service pools, this would be a great tool to have in your arsenal if you work in an area where there's a lot of wind, or if you have pools on your route that get a lot of debris in them. You can learn more about the Riptide Pool Vacuum System at RiptideVac.com. So in case you missed part one, I'm going to go ahead and play the introduction again where Mike Willard will talk about himself and his business a little bit. Then we're going to jump right into all the new material regarding the pool surface types and also the equipment for your pool. So I'm joined again by Mike Willard of Your Pool Builder. How are you doing, Mike? Pretty good, David. Thanks for having me. So can you tell the listeners about your company and your background? Sure. Um, so we are a swimming pool construction and renovation company located in Texas. Uh, we service residential and commercial swimming pool installation needs uh, in the southern part of Texas, so mostly in the Houston market at the moment. With uh, a combined experience of uh, about 20 years, uh, we design and build, and uh, we also include outdoor kitchens, patios, uh, you know, sunrooms, enclosed pools, and uh, all that good stuff. So the surface types, there's a lot of different surface types people can pick. They can pick the standard white plaster, um, there's pebble tech and tile. So why don't you um, touch on each of the surface types, the pros and cons, and also the one that you actually prefer to use in Texas? Um, over the years, we, we've installed quite a, a few different uh, product manufacturers for pool interiors, and uh, there are some great pro- products out there, but uh, we've fallen on one that we prefer for a number of reasons. Uh, Wet Edge Technologies has developed a uh, whole line of premium pool finishes, even even a what we would call an industry basic material, on up to highly pol- you know the glass bead highly polished uh, surfaces. So and everything in between. And these days uh, there are quartz pebbles and small pebbles and large pebbles and even glass beads and all types of things that you can add to the to the mixture of a pool interior to get a, a certain look. <clears throat> uh, over the, uh, 
obviously the interior of the pool is what would what would seal it so it, it holds the water in place and it needs to be a quality material so you you know the pool needs to be efficient so you don't want it obviously leaking or but also you're going to swim so you don't want the material to be too rough or um yeah basically too rough because at that point it's not enjoyable got it so so really we prefer wet edge technology pool interiors because even the basic basic material which is very affordable affordable offers a seven-year warranty at a minimum um <clears throat> and the applicators have to be certified to install it. So you know you're you're getting a quality material without having to worry about it. Okay, so you were saying, um, so the standard white plaster, I don't see too many of those actually being built here at all. Um, usually it's the color quartz uh, finish. It's, it's pretty popular. And then you have the Pebble Tech, which is really popular here in California too. Right. Uh, Pebble Tech is a, is a brand name that is has done very well. Uh, for the last, I guess, 30 years or maybe longer. But, um, you know, Wet, Wet Edge has been around for uh, quite a while, but I don't know exactly how long, but uh, has gained popularity really uh, recently as more and more homeowners and pool builders are preferring it. So really it's the, the luster and the richness of the colors uh, as well as the uh, quality feel. So all of their pebbles are very tumbled, and so you don't have any jagged edges, and um, and so you could just stay in the pool all day. What about the equipment? Let's go over some some of the uh, choices for equipment. You know, I I would suggest if you're having a pool built to have everything put in at the time of the build. I mean, adding equipment. I add equipment to customers' houses all the time that want to upgrade the salt or want other features put in. But I always think that it's best to you know, sit down with the builder and and look at your budget and try to get the highest quality and the all, and the most equipment that you you want automation and those things all in one shot. So, what's your thoughts on on when you sit down with the client and talk about the equipment? Yes, that's a very good question. Actually, uh, so we we offer two. Um, well, I'll give you an example of of kind of what we offer, and then. Um, I mean, your situations are kind of based on, you, you actually may have uh, somebody who just recently bought the house and uh, they don't like the system that is presently on the pool. And so, therefore, they they call you for an upgrade or potential options that they may have. So, at that point, uh, the new owner may want the salt system the old owner did not have. But, you know... That is, there's a lot of preferences out there. There are some people who would prefer a uh, white LED light versus the color, and I really do not know why, but we do get those requests. Uh, and so a new owner may say, well, why was it just white and not color? <laughs> so so really there's there's going to be a lot of different preferences out there because there's so many different uh, personalities. And, um, and and so a lot of these, these options, these little things that we can tweak on a pool uh, – to some people make a big deal and to others do not. So I, we always let our clients know the options that they have. So we don't want someone to say, oh, man, I wish I would have known that because I would have put that in my pool. <laughs> We'd hate for someone to, to say that. So we just recently had a situation where uh, we didn't know if the client didn't know if they wanted to have a heater or not. Okay, So it did not have a spa. It was just a pool. 
to them, to them, they, they were asking us if it made sense for them to have a heater on a pool only, especially in Texas when, I mean, the average water temperature is probably about 88 degrees. But in the wintertime, it might be worth it for the couple of months, three, four months, that uh, you could warm the pool up and actually swim. So uh, to them, it was worth the cost for the upgrade to put in the heater for the pool, even though they didn't need it. Now, if they ever move on from that property, uh, the, the person who, who acquires that may not like the fact the pool did not have a spa, but could appreciate that the they at least put in the heater, for example. So really, I don't think that it will ever change that you may end up swapping out equipment or adding a device here and there for uh, for pools that are you know already existing. Um, today, our, our packages that we offer, the base package, will is packed with features. So the controller itself. Uh, is is more or less a basic controller, but includes a wireless remote, you know, and the variable speed pump. So you already have some of the the upgrades already included that are kind of a no brainer. So you know, obviously, when you operate your pool, and you know this, you you want to save as much money as possible. Um, and with the affordability of these pumps nowadays, uh, really, it should be a, a minimum. Um, can save some money. So I guess it's up to the particular uh, customer what they want to put back there, how much they want to spend. And, you know, one thing that happens here in California, and Texas is probably different, but we don't have a lot of land here to spare. So what they do is, like my equipment area, everything is so compacted on the pad there. Um, I think that that could become a problem too. I mean, you have to, every aspect of the build has to be designed by a reputable company and I think the equipment area is something that a lot of people don't really focus on, like how the equipment pad is set up, what is actually on there. Um, I think that's a critical thing that a lot of people, it's kind of a secondary thing to the pool, but it should be something that's on the top of their mind too. Correct. Well, if you design, if, if you think about building the pool with serviceability in mind, you're not going to have any problems in complaints. Uh, in the future, and, and I have even heard in passing rumors of companies that uh, pool service guys, okay, and they'll mention how uh, they do not like a certain, uh, you know, installer <laughs> who is doing it a certain way because it's tough to service it, or it makes no sense. As as you know, there's there's efficiencies in just about everything. So in how many 90s are included in an equipment set can determine the 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 rate of flow for the entire system. So when, and, and that's not only above ground where you can see it, but that's also below ground where the main plumbing lines are all around the pool. And so everything really starts from there. And then you have the equipment, which is the beating heart of the entire system. If that's not running, you don't have a pool. You basically have a pond. And so what, you need to be able to do is approach that equipment and service it at any time without uh, having to jump over things and try to balance on one foot and then stick your foot right there between those wires and then and then you can get to the control box. So uh, well, that's not good for the client or the person servicing the pool. And it 
And so, you know, uh, situations where um, uh, I'm sure you've approached a situation where you had two valves that were glued together very, very closely or at the seam, and there was no space of pipe in between, for example. And so normally your option would be to, you know, cut the valve out and actually be able to put a coupling and put the valve back in. But at that point, you have to sacrifice two valves, uh, which w inadvertently costs the the pool owner more money uh, because of a poor design. So that's just one of many examples. And uh, I, I have actually ran across situations where we could not even get the 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 panel, the front panel of the heater off to service it because there were too many pipes in the way and it was, it was turned on its side and yeah, we, we definitely want to make it easy for, yeah. for everyone. I could probably spend all night talking about different equipment paths that I run into and there's, there's so many examples of poor design. Uh, like putting the filter right up against the house where you can't even get the lid off, you know, it's... it's well, la labeling, labeling your pipes is a, a huge thing for us directions of water flows and what valves do so that um, even someone who's never owned a pool before can walk up and look at that system and say, oh, I kind of understand how this works without us even explaining it. But we also put them through pool school, which is an hour-long training of, of how to operate each valve and device that's sitting over there that runs the pool. And so they're not so intimidated by it, but it also looks clean and neat and less of a... Uh, confusing me it's not a confusing mess mm -hmm. it just it just looks uh professional almost industrial okay. actually so let's talk about some other uh details of the pool let's okay you mentioned someone that built the pool with no spa so i you know for me i i would rec if i were a builder i would always recommend a spa with the pool because you can use a spa anytime for a small gathering or in the winter time and it comes in handy so um you know some of the features like a pool and spa combo is that something that you would you know but most people would go for that right yes well yes actually uh, the higher percentage of our clients that, that build anything back there do include a spa um, it's easier to uh, say upgrade uh, something such as a light to an LED uh, more so than it is to um, add a spa to a pool once it's already built so uh, really the crucial decision-making time is going to be during the bidding process and design process as to do I, and, and you really need to sit down and think, do I need a spa? Am I going to use it that much? Well, at first you might think you won't, but really when, the, when it's there and it's so easy, you just push one button and that spa is going and it's 100 degrees and it feels really good to just to sit out there in your spa. It just all year long. It, it doesn't matter if it's in the summertime or the wintertime, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think as you as you get older, the spa becomes more of a, a go-to than the pool. Like my son, he's 10 now, and we spend more time in the spa than actually in the pool. That's correct. And um, so, like, what about water features? You, know, you can't really add those after the fact. So you recommend if you want, like, um, water features added to it, you would do all that at the build too, right? I would strongly, strongly consider it at, if, if the budget allows for it to go ahead and go for it because, I mean, just think about it. You're going to be looking at this pool every single day after it's installed and uh, you might not want to be sitting there wishing that you were looking at something a little bit better and you could have got it 
but you said no. And, you know, at the, as long as it's, you're not getting an outrageous price on, say, adding a waterfall, for example, okay? Um, you know, the, the, there are different kinds of waterfalls that you could do, but let's just say it was natural rock, somewhere between the order of um, probably 3000 to $5,000, just depending, four, four tons of rock, you know, in a nice cascading three-foot-high, uh, with the pump included, just to add it as an option to the pool. So, when you're looking at uh, spending upwards of forty thousand dollars on, say, a pool and a spa, sometimes having that waterfall is just that added extra feature that just puts the cherry right on top. And if you didn't do it, you would have a nice design. Um, but if that's something you're considering in the beginning, I, I definitely would strongly consider it. Okay. I guess the, bot, the rule of thumb is whatever you can add at the build, you want to do that. If the budget allows, that is correct, mm-hmm. yes. Let's talk about the anything else, like any other features that you would recommend. I know we talked about the water features, of course, the pool spa combo. Um, any other equipment that you would recommend, like ozone, UV, salt? What would be like your recommendations for a good package for a customer that wants like all the works? Our biggest two questions these days are, should I go with chlorine or should I go with salt? And I explain it as a matter of preference. Uh, you, you shouldn't, you know, and you could speak to it that, you know, maintaining a salt pool does not make it any easier to maintain per se. Um, it does make it more cost effective in the long run, probably, but it feels better to the person using the pool. That's the big difference that we actually, we really see. And so, um, it, it, the water naturally can be a little more aggressive with a salt system, so there are a, a certain few materials you might want to stay away from. Um, but uh, in general, salt pools are, are very popular. Uh, chlorine pools are also very popular, and uh, it, that would be a 50-50 in my, in my opinion. Um, but other, other equipment options like the UV sanitation, uh, would be a used in conjunction with conventional chlorine, uh, but n- not necessarily a standalone system for a pool because it probably could not keep up with chlorine demand. You could reduce the amount of tablets that you would use, for example, uh, if you were to have a UV system or a, a uh, ozone system also attached to the pool equipment. So, person- I was going to say, what about ozone? Do you guys use ozone in Texas at all? Uh, very few, uh, actually, not not too many. Um, when we do, we're we're dialing those in. I I, I just I uh, I ask the clients in a follow up if the, those actually are are really helping them, um, and they seem to they seem to see benefits from using a little bit less of the chlorine, actually. Yeah, they're really popular here in California. That's why I asked you that question. Uh, but UV is definitely moving into the California market as being a big choice over the ozone systems, I think, because the UV is actually, um, I think, less expensive and very effective and and long-lasting. The bulbs last a long time, and it's been shown to be pretty effective um, in a pool to to run it at lower chlorine. And, of course, salt is really popular in California. I think um, almost all the new pool bills that I take over have a salt system put in by the builder. I think they just find that a convenient way to, to do their sanitation is putting a salt system in at the build. Right. And and at the build, it's it's more cost-effective to have it installed. Uh, 
although an existing pool could convert to chlor- uh, to salt uh, very easily, actually. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, from the get go, consider consider the dream pool. Everybody has their wish list, and uh, then there's the you know what we can actually do list. And so there's things that that we may live with. Uh, not having, and uh, otherwise, you know, most of our dreams should be fulfilled as far as what what my perfect pool would be. So you'd want to do that in the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, to find out more information about our company and what we do, how, uh, you know, inform- actually information about uh, the pool construction process in general, uh, as well as our pool school page that offers a lot of insight and information into pool pricing, um, and just a lot of questions that over the years, you can imagine, we've been asked many questions. So we've tried to collaborate those onto our website to provide information, even the, for those people whom we may not build a pool for. We just certainly hope to help them. But if you go to www.yourpoolbuilder.com, that's where you can find um, all that good information. I hope you found this information helpful if you're thinking about having a new pool constructed. Again, if you want to listen to part one, you can find that on my website under my podcast listings on swimmingpoollearning.com. There will also be a link in the podcast YouTube video version um, highlighting where you can find part one where we talk about the bidding and construction process of having a pool built. And join us next week for part three where we talk about other aspects of having a pool built including ways to avoid making any mistakes um, when you're doing the construction process. You don't have to add stuff later on. You can also find more resources at my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook available if you're a homeowner looking for more help with maintaining your current pool. You can find that on my homepage of my website or click on resources and scroll down to ebook. And that's sold at a low price of $9.99. And if you're in the pool service industry and you need more one-on-one help, you can join me on my Patreon page. On Patreon, you can join me for $10 a month and you can text me in real time. Or for $20 a month, you can text or call me. You also get a 10% discount on your general liability insurance. And you get invited into a group chat with about 50 pool guys and gals right now. So that's a great resource if you're in the industry and you need more one-on-one help. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.